Hello, and welcome back to A Bite Out of Bethel, where food is not just a way of gaining nourishment, but a way of sharing culture, memories, and love. Today's guest is Gabby Heastan Salgado, a former Jesuit volunteer who has been working at KYUK for the last three years. All right, thank you so much, Gabby, for joining me today. Thanks, Damon, for having me on today. Of course. Could you remind me what the name of your dish is again? Arepas. Arepas. Okay, and what is the ethnicity of the dish? Well, arepas can pretty much be found in a handful of Latin American countries, um, but my family is from Colombia, so these would be Colombian arepas. And can you tell me about learning how to make this dish? Who taught you? My mom taught me. It was sort of a learning activity, but I think a lot of it was like an observation activity, just observing her and like the hand movement she did and the way that she formed the arepas. It was like, well, I've been watching this my whole life. I think I can do it. And then I had her observe me and then I did it. (laughs) Do you have any childhood memories surrounding this dish? Yeah, I I was raised in Seattle around a lot of not Colombian people. So it was pretty much just me and my sister and my mom and like my dad is a white dude from California. So my memories are very much like this was the one tie that I felt like we had outside of like speaking Spanish at home. It was food. And I feel like that is the same for a lot of people. And so Also, like a lot of Colombian food is like meat based and my sister and my mom are vegetarians. And so this was like the one food that we could really incorporate into everything. For a long time, it was very much like a special occasion thing. It's hard to find pan in Seattle, um, but it's gotten easier. Christmas dinners or Easter brunch or whatever, the kind of big occasions where we would have arepas. But as I grew up and got older, it became like an every Sunday kind of thing. So rather than having pancakes or like waffles, we would have arepas. And I Wish I still did that. I just get lazy on Sundays. That sounds really sweet. It's nice that you were able to make something into like some somewhat of a tradition. Can you tell me about your family and where they grew up? Feel free to talk more about your culture and ethnicity. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's start with my dad. He grew up in Northern California, just outside the Bay Area. So just outside San Francisco, around that area. And then he lived in Boston for a little bit, lived in Austria for a year, and then came to Seattle for school and that's where he met my mom. And um, my mom was born in Colombia. She moved to this country when she was four. They moved to New Jersey, where there's a surprisingly large Colombian population. So she didn't actually speak English until she was like eight. So Spanish is her first language. Um, And then when she was 12, I believe, she moved down to Miami, where there's also quite a large Colombian population. So she really hadn't been around like non-Latinx or like black communities until she came to Seattle, um, which is like very white and I love Seattle but she also came up here for school and my sister and I grew up I think maybe we just saw it more but my mom tried more to get us connected to our roots I'm not saying she didn't try when we were little I think we just didn't put in the effort I know for a long time I like saw myself as white and and one day she was like yeah but you're not white and I was like oh yeah I'm not so I feel like I just I didn't put in the effort and I think she did and threw food a lot We're very far away from family, and I think that hindered a lot of things also. Like, most of my family is either in California or in Miami, and so, like, not being around them and not having that culture to grow up around kind of at least set me back. Like, I I don't speak Spanish. I can understand it for the most part, but I don't know how to make Sancocho, but, (laughs) you know, I would love to learn. Um, I know my mom 
had a hard time in childhood, but I think she has deep ties to her, I mean, obviously to her Colombian roots and stuff. She hasn't been back to Colombia, but I, I think she would one day really like to go. And I would love to go also just to experience that. She was really little when she came over, but I think, I think it would be a fun experience. Little bonding trip, go back and see like where your mom grew up, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you been to Colombia? I haven't. I, my sister was going to go a few years ago, but there there was some like safety issues. But I think like as a unit, I think we all three of us would love to do that kind of thing. I feel like I could relate to not having ties in a non-your majority population, but I haven't known you for very long, but I think you're doing well. <laughs> I know you seem very <laughs> in touch with yourself. <laughs> I like to I like to think so. I think in high school, like growing up again in Seattle, when I went to elementary school, I went to elementary school in like a majority black neighborhood. And when I went to middle school, I went to middle school in like a majority Filipino, um, some Latinx, but mostly like Filipino community. And I was like, you know, always like that white or kid. That's how I came to identify. And then I went to high school and I was surrounded by a bunch of white kids and I got asked to join La Raza and I felt it felt wrong for me to be there, but I had like as much right to be there as like any other Latinx person. And then going to college, I found like a Latinx community within like the rugby community. And I think I was able to find my stride there. And I think that helped for me to come to the realization of like who I was or like who I am and like my culture and my identity and stuff. College was a great time to explore that. And I think that really helped. Wow. Sorry, going back to food. <laughs> this kind of got off topic. I'm sorry. It did, but it's it's nice to hear because I feel like I don't really have these kinds of talks with people here. Who usually prepares the food <laughs> in your family? Definitely my mom if we're talking like arepas. My mom or my sister. But if it's like arepas, it's going to be like my mom. We're with family, like my aunts and stuff. They'll all cook together. My aunt was a professional chef for a while, so she, she does that. I think one time my mom was like doing other cook prep and was like, okay, Gabby's going to make arepas. Everyone like applauded me at the end. And I was like, because <laughs> I was never like the cook in the family. It was like, oh, we need something to be cooked. Adriana or Beatrice is going to do it. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. Charles and I are going to sit over here and we're just going to watch. When I hear pan, I think bread. <laughs> right. <laughs> pan is like, I want to say it's like a Venezuelan corn flour. And there's like different corn flours and I'm not like an expert on this but it's different from like masa which you would use to make like corn tortillas in like Mexico because of the way that they process the corn. How do you personally like to cook? Like for instance I absolutely abhor if somebody's not taking the lead on the dish if I'm preparing a dish and somebody who is clueless about the kitchen comes in and tries to help. I don't like it. I would say and not to like minimalize anybody with OCD, but I'm a little OCD in the kitchen and my roommates will tell you this, but I really don't like cooking with other people. I find it really annoying when people <laughs> don't do what I want them to do. And I become kind of a B word <laughs> in the kitchen. Um, I'm way too controlling. But now my friends know that if Gabby's going to cook, don't even try to help. They'll be like, you need any help, Gabby? I'm like, no. It's something I need to work on. <laughs> what were foods that you grew up eating? My mom is very much a meal prepper. Or not a meal prepper, but like a menu prepper. And so we would have like sit down on Sundays and she'd be like, okay, what are we going to have for dinner this week? 
And it was a lot of like pasta. I love pasta. So that was not said in a bad way. I love pasta. Stir fries, a lot of beans and rice, a lot of soups, um, a lot of cheese. Um, we weren't a lot of, uh, didn't do a lot of milk, but a lot of cheese. Not a lot of traditional Colombian food, but a lot of good food, mm-hmm. I would say. And then we would go down to Miami every few years and get some traditional Colombian food. And, and then we'd go back to Seattle and we'd eat our favorite dishes. Like I would just eat spaghetti by the playful. Well, how did the foods you grew up eating compare to what you cook or eat now? Ooh. I really, I started cooking for myself my senior year of college because that's when I lived lived off campus. And so I had to like re-figure out my taste. And then coming to Bethel, I was on like a limited stipend. And so I ate what my community ate and I didn't like tofu growing up. And now I, I make tofu for myself. And it's like, I was missing out my whole life. I didn't like fish, even though I'm from Seattle. And then I moved to Bethel and had like a fresh silver right off the river like, or some fresh king and just having good fish changed my life. When I was little, I was definitely not the pickiest eater, but I was a picky eater. And I think with encouragement from my family and just being limited in my options, I've found that food is nothing to fear. I used to tell people, I don't like fish, I don't like eggs. And now I can just say I don't like eggs. So much has changed. And I think I'm thankful for having those options and like learning to cook for myself. Sometimes I eat boxed macaroni and sometimes I make french fries from potatoes, saute some mushrooms and cheese together and put them on top with a chipotle mayonnaise and it was brilliant. So it really varies on the day what I eat and I think my childhood also varied from day to day and but with me making it rather than my mom. (laughs) You heard it here folks. Food is not to be feared. If you could recommend another dish from your culture, what would it be? Like empanadas but not like your classic South American empanadas, which are made with harina, made with flour. But the Colombian empanadas are made with corn flour, which personally, as a Colombian, are superior. They're superior. Sorry, Caribbean and the rest of South America. (laughs) (laughs) Empanadas were like a very, very special occasion thing. We always made them with like potato and yuca and squash and cheese. And then you get your salsa and there's a name for it that it's called encortido. And it's like a radish based salsa it's so good and then you like bite your empanada and the cheese is gooey and the potatoes are warm and steamy and then you take your encortido and you put it on top and it fills this hot empanada with this cold like vinegary radishy delicious salsa and then you just oh man and hungry (laughs) (laughs) i chose arepas as my thing because it's much more like prevalent in my life there was a colombian bakery where i went to college i went to college in lancaster pennsylvania and surprisingly enough the first day my mom and my cousin and i were exploring lancaster we found a colombian bakery and it just became like my favorite store whenever i went downtown i always had to go to the colombian bakery because it just reminded me of family like empanadas were a family thing they were never something my mom made when we were just home on like a tuesday she would never do that but when i graduated from high school my family came up to seattle my family from california my family from miami they all came up and they spent hours just making empanadas and you see them all lined up and they're the stuffing station and the folding station and the frying station, the mom would go, I hate frying. Oh, my God, I hate frying. But then she would do it because it's so much better fried. 
How do you think cooking has affected your relationship with those around you? Family, roommates, loved ones, lovers? <laughs> so I feel like cooking within my family, I never really... No one in my family sees me as a cook because I never wanted to in childhood. I very adamantly said I don't. As I've grown up, I've learned to enjoy cooking. So now I think cooking for me is like a solitary thing. And I like people watching me cook, but I don't like people participating in my cooking. And so I think like within my family, that relationship there has yet to like blossom because I really haven't been around my family since I've started cooking. College, Bethel, et cetera, et cetera. Both in community, in an intentional community where we cooked for each other. And I think that was one of the things that brought us together. We intentionally sat down at for meals with each other. And I think now, rather than cooking as something that I don't participate in and just watch people do, it's something that like I want to be a part of. Now it's like much more community-based. And, and I think that's that's what cooking should be, right? That was a really good answer, because <laughs> that leads me into my last question. <laughs> what role do you think food plays in your culture or community? This is going to be a bit of a tangent, so here we go. I just produced a show about bilingual broadcasting and how language is culture, and I think food goes hand in hand with that. Food and language make up a culture. You can't have something that doesn't have those two. Even if you're just like a white dude from Northern California. Sorry, Charles. He has food that he grew up with and it, there's such a connection there and that's that's what he knows and that's what he loves. And my, my father, he, he would talk about his mom's apple pie and I never got to meet my grandma on that side, but he like raves about it. And then he also like made fried cheese before fried cheese was a thing. He'd, and... And it's just like something that everyone has and or ideally that everyone has this culture behind food. And I think it's so important. And unfortunately, I wasn't raised around a lot of Colombian people, but my mom kept that culture alive, not only through language, but through food. And I think that was really important to her and really stood out to my sister and I. And then moving away from home. I was able to keep that alive with like past partners through arepas and <laughs> through taking them to the Colombian bakery in Lancaster and just like being like, this is what I ate when I was little and it's so good. And this is like what my mom ate when she was little. And this is like my culture and my heritage. And I can't speak Spanish with you because I can't speak Spanish and you can't speak Spanish. And just having that connection there, I think, brings people together or or allows people to like understand where you're coming from and then like even away from my specific culture and identity I think like I said in the last question being in an intentional community and that's not family to then cook for them I feel like cooking is kind of like like opening up yourself to someone and uh one of my really good friends and one of my roommates last year and the year before she had never cooked before. She didn't know how to cook. She didn't like cooking. And then being forced to do this, she learned that she loves baking. She loves baking cookies. She loves baking bread. And she can follow a recipe to the T and make some great food. And like, I know people scoff at people who use recipes, but they're there for a reason. Just because you don't feel comfortable cooking doesn't mean you can't cook. And I think that is an important thing for people to understand. Because it really, it allowed my friend to 
to feel comfortable in the kitchen and she'd be like oh my god i don't know if this is good blah 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 and then we'd eat it and be like this is great you did a great job sure you just threw chicken and some barbecue sauce in a crock pot but it tastes great and and i feel like she was exposed there for a second she didn't want to be judged she didn't want people to say oh you're a bad cook uh not blah 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 but like having to cook for other people allows you to take that next step in friendship and within community and i don't know be vulnerable and open food is so important this is such a cool project because food is so important yeah that's it that was beautifully said in the wise words of chef gusto anyone can cook anyone can cook <laughs> even a rat and a guy named linguini wise words to live by wise words Thank you so much. Sorry, I think I talked too long. <laughs> no, I, I feel like I found so much about you. I learned so much. Thank you for listening. This has been A Bite Out of Bethel. Let's eat.